the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Partners in the Gospel. I'm your host, Chaim Goldman, the Watchman. On Partners in the Gospel, we talk with ministry leaders, pastors, other local community members, as well as national influencers who are making a kingdom impact. And we air here, of course, on 100.7 FM, The Word, and also on podcast at the Word FM 1007. Dot com. Today's program is focused on the media and how you can get your voice out to the world, or at least in the Pikes Peak region. In our first segment, we're going to let you know how you can be an author, even if you're not a writer. And I'm just fascinated by that, as we'll be chatting with Dave Sheets of Believer's Book Services. And in our second segment, we're continuing with a theme that we started in last week's Partners Show, and that's media accountability and the rise of citizen journalism, and how you can be an active part in a new radio news talk program and news website that launches next week called The Peak, which is designed to bring media accountability and transparency to the Pikes Peak region. Well, on to our first guest, our only guest on today's program, Dave Sheets. Welcome to Partners in the Gospel. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's great to have you here, Dave. Dave's a good friend. I'll tell you a little bit about Dave. He has a degree in journalism, a BS degree in journalism, as we all do yes. here at the radio station, <laughs> um, with also a concentration in advertising and public relations. He spent 27 years in the publishing industry, having worked in basically every aspect of it. And he is now the founder and president, as I said, of Believer's Book Services. And what we're talking about today is being an author, even if you're not a writer, Okay, that's fascinating to me because uh, I, I loved I love to write, but I love when other people get their stories out. But so many people are intimidated by that, and we're going to be getting into how to do that. But first, how did you get into the publishing industry, Dave? More specifically, the independent publishing industry, and even more specifically, that you're primarily working with Christians. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, I gosh, coming out of. Uh, college, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, had a great opportunity through a friend of mine to join a publishing division of a, uh, a ministry, and uh, that lasted about a year. From there, I went into uh, traditional publishing. I worked with Tyndale House, uh, which is in Chicago. A lot of you probably have heard that name before. Uh, had the opportunity to sell Bibles and, and, and work with books all over the world. Did, you go, an, did you go door-to-door selling Bibles? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, okay, no, okay. <laughs> it, it probably been, it would have been great doing that. But no, I got to travel all over the world selling Bibles oh, and books wow. and, and, and the opportunity to meet uh, authors and work with authors all over the world. And from there, I went into uh, and have worked in uh, book printing and book distribution, in, in book retail, and then finally, I, I've had the opportunity to really work with independent authors, which is a, a sweet spot for me. I love it. And it gives me the opportunity to have uh, the ability to impact the kingdom uh, through authors who maybe di- wouldn't have the opportunity to publish through a traditional publisher. Okay. So, and, and how do you uh, differentiate between what you would call a traditional publisher and an independent publisher? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, traditional publishers typically will license content from a, an author. 
And so they, they pay a, a royalty, they pay an advance, uh, they take on the expense of that, they do some of the marketing and so forth. Uh, and the, the independent author actually is a their own publisher. They become micro-publishers. And so that micro-publisher is taking on the expense of publishing, but they also get to reap the rewards of all of that as well. So, you know, the... Uh, the platform building that they get to do, the the people that they get to be in front of, the the opportunities to be able to to kind of take uh, keep control of their the entire process is something they get really excited about. Okay, and most people aren't of a stature where even a traditional publishing company would work with them. So so a lot of people, especially with their first book, right, are, are going to have to go the independent route. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, that's correct. So as far as working with believers, when did it click with you that this was really the niche that you wanted? to go into? Well, I grew up in the church. I had the opportunity to be around Christians my entire life, uh, really wanted and was passionate about and, and still am a passionate about the Word of God and wanted to work with authors who had that same passion so that I could bring and help them to tell those stories, to teach those lessons and so forth. Yeah, that's a, that's a good thing about owning your own business. You get to choose who you work with. Absolutely. If, the, if the state doesn't get involved and force you to work <laughs> with other people, then you get to do that. That's, that's, that may be the one advantage of owning your own business. So when it, when it comes to uh, people independently publishing their own books, what are some of the common obstacles that they encounter when they go to publish a book? Yeah, some of the obstacles that that we've seen really are that they they have a fear and a lack because of maybe some lack of experience. Um, they may not be a writer. They may not like to write. Um, uh, they may not have the time to write. And so, some of those things certainly are are things that we are talking to them about early on in the process. We like to ask a, a number of different questions of these authors. You know, what is who's your target market? Who are you trying to speak to? Who's that person sitting across the table from you that you're trying to communicate to? That's really important. Um, so that that's one of the things. The second thing really is what are their goals for this book? Are they using it as a lever to uh, do something else like in their ministry work or their business work? Uh, or are they, you know, the, do they want to become a full time author? Those are all very important things to uh, to to answer right to consider yeah what are, what are the main things that the people when they go to write a book like what what's their motivation especially the people you work with I know it's specifically like business leaders and and authors it's it's not necessarily to write the the next big novel is it well we we work yeah it's not no it's not it, a lot of our authors that we work with tend to write nonfiction books so uh, in some cases they're writing a book that is is really built as a marketing tool for their ministry, for their business, what they might be doing that's important to them. Uh, in other cases, they're, they're a speaker and they're trying to communicate a specific message. And that book gives them the opportunity to do that in a different way. Um, and, and, and some of the speakers that we work with are extremely talented at speaking, but they're not necessarily writers. And so that's, uh, that's where, you know, we, we can really step, step in and help. Mm-hmm. And, and I know people don't know this. If you want to be a speaker, very often they expect you to have a book, right? Because part of your speaking fee is provide people. You've seen that. You've yeah. gone, yeah. you've seen a keynote and they give everybody a book. Yeah. That's part of the business of speaking. Isn't it is. It? it is. I mean, credibility is number one that comes from the book, uh, the ability to speak in front of larger audiences. And then the third thing that we really see happening is the uh, the ability to gain new clients and speaking gigs from that. Mm. And uh, you've said before the interview, you were saying that the independent publishing industry is sort of a, a wild west. <laughs> it, it really is. So, so what are some of the pitfalls that people get into 
when they head out into this into this uh, world of of self-publishing, of independent publishing. Yeah, well, it's buyer beware. You you really have to do due diligence as a, as an author today, especially if you're going to be building your own micro publishing business. Um, and there there are sharks out there. There are people out there that like to prey on authors. It's because it's a it's an industry that you know can be very lucrative as well. And so uh, one of the things that we always recommend is making sure that you're asking all the right questions, that you're really digging in, getting things in writing, because there are people out there that will nickel and dime you to death. And, and so be, be very careful, be very diligent as you're, as you're looking at all those options. Yeah. So um, when people go out there, if they're you know, relatively unknown, um, they're, they're most likely not going to be able to work with, with a traditional publisher because they like to have platforms and, and things like that. So, so when you go out there, mm-hmm. what are your options, especially if it's a first book, you have no background, yeah. but what, what are your options for, for going out there and, and you know, getting, your, getting the word out, getting your story told? Yeah, if you're not traditionally publishing, you really have two options. Number one, you can do true self-publishing, which is where you do everything on your own. You have to kind of learn everything, and, and it takes a long time. Most people are lots are, of YouTube videos. Yeah, lots like of YouTube. <laughs> but most most people are not um, capable of doing everything. You can't be a jack of all trades and be super good at all of it. And so that's one way of doing it. This the other way of doing it is is actually hiring professionals that can help you to do that. And so I mean, from everything from writing to editing and design and layout, all those types of different things, you can do that individually, or you can find organizations that bring all of that together. And especially if you want to get it to market quickly, right? Because Absolutely. because this is a being used for business or speaking, you don't want this to turn into the project that never ends. Right. And that's one of the challenges of traditional publishing because you can actually, it can be 18 to 24 months in a lot of cases oh. to get a book out. Really? Even, tradition- even with the big guys? Even with the big guys. With, with independent publishing, uh, with, you know, what we do, it's typically about a 90-day process. So it can be very fast. Wow, wow. So, so now let's tell us specifically about Believer's Book Services. Um, what's the process that you take clients through when they work with you, and and you know through this even not well ninety days really you can ninety have a days book published. yeah. So what what's the process like when someone sits down with you? So the first meeting uh, typically is always asking three questions. Number one, who, who who's your target audience, and getting that to be very very narrow because you can't be all things to all people. The second thing is asking about their specific goals. You know, what do they want for the book? Is this a book that is a marketing tool or is this a book that is feeding into something else that they're doing? So those goals are really important for us to be able to help them. Uh, the third thing is is asking about their capacity. What sort of time do they have? What sort of energy do they have? Do, do they feel comfortable writing? Do they need help with writing? All of those types of things. And then uh, if they have a manuscript, that manuscript comes into us. We're working on the editing of that manuscript, the proofreading of it. Uh, once that's finished and approved by our clients, then uh, we are going into cover design and layout. We print books for our clients. We uh, we establish or we we build eBooks for our clients. And then what we're doing is we're actually helping our clients to get set up for distribution and retail as well, because that's critically important. And is it true that like people don't even need to write; they could actually like dic- dictate it, and you could. Take it from there. Well, it's <laughs> like a little people, bit. people like me that, that prefer to talk more than more than you know. I like to craft the words later, but originally I like to. You know, what's that? You know, if someone is yeah. like doesn't like staring at a at a blank page, yeah, and that's why we we talked about this from the very beginning. You don't have to be a a writer to be an author. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it's, it's a process where it's a little bit more complicated than what you said, but, uh, we will actually interview and talk through and, and draw content out of some of our clients who need that help. And, and we, we run into a lot of clients that, that, that need that help. So we may have a zoom interview where we're, 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 uh, interviewing that client and then doing a transcription of that. And that becomes a basis for part of the book. Uh, we might be taking, uh, videos of them or YouTube videos of them speaking and or audios from a speaking gig that they may have had and developing and pulling content from that as well. It's it's OK. It's kind of like building a custom home. You build a custom home. You don't do it all yourself. You hire contractors, specialists in areas of building that home that bring it all together. It's still your your house. Right. right. You designed it. You designed it. You, wanted, it. Yeah. You, you, you can live in it and so forth. Uh, we do the same thing when we build a custom book. Is we're bringing some of those some of those same people together, the specialists that help you get across that finish line. Okay, fantastic. How do people get in touch with you and get more info? Well, the best way to do uh, to get in touch with us is through our website, believersbookservices.com. and uh, we would love to have a a, 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 a meeting with you. Uh, that first sit down, there's no obligation. It, it's free. There's and this no cost can be everywhere it. in the country. You do like Zoom consultations. Absolutely. Like in fact, okay. we've we've got international, international authors that we work with as well. Okay, so believers, we we'll make sure to put Plural, that believers yep. bookservices dot com. You can get more information and then and the meeting. There's no obligation. No, no obligation. Nothing. We'd love to have that conversation because you got to talk to them to find out if they even have a. A book. Where well, are they to write, right? <laughs> we do. We need to ask the right questions so that we can come back with a, a fully customized proposal. Awesome. Dave Sheets, thank you so much for being on Partners in the Gospel. Thank you. Coming up after the break on Partners in the Gospel, I'm sharing on a topic that we started talking about in last week's show, and that's media accountability and the rise of citizen journalism and how you, yes, you, can share your voice here in the Pikes Peak region. I'm Chaim Goldman, The Watchman, and we'll be right back. Hi, my name is Scott Bottoms, and I am a pastor of Church at Briargate and also a state representative, and I'm excited about The Peak. This is a great radio program talking about local community information, talking to community leadership, asking tough questions in a Christian perspective on local politics and what's happening all over the region. So listen Monday through Thursday to The Peak, AM 1460, FM 101.1, The Answer. Welcome back to Partners in the Gospel. I'm your host, Chaim Goldman, the Watchman. Today, we are focused on the media. And in the first part of the show, if you were able to join us, we talked about how to be an author and publish your own book, even if you're not a writer. And in this segment, I'm sharing on a topic that's near and dear to my heart. And we started talking about this in last week's show, and that's media accountability and the rise of citizen journalism and how you can be an active part in a new radio talk program that Pastor Scott Bottoms, good friend of mine, just told you about at the break, uh, a news program and news website that launches uh, coming up this Monday, the 15th of January, called The Peak. And this is designed to bring media accountability and transparency to the Pikes Peak region. And uh, we're going to be broadcasting, as he said, Monday through Thursdays for an hour, four days a week on KZNT on our sister station, The Answer, AM 1460 and FM 101.1, and also on podcast. So my background... Um, you know, my, my long road 
uh, during my <laughs> none of your business years in the business and being alive um, is uh, has really been communications uh, from the very beginning. Uh, most everybody in my immediate family got into some form of communication, whether it be sales or or being on the radio or or writing journalism. And uh, and so I grew up in that and I took uh, public speaking courses, debate courses. Uh, and when I got to um, when I got to college, I was actually uh, planning to be a lawyer. I was in history and political science. So I love stories, right? That's what history and political science is. It's, you know, stories about people and how they act and how they interact with each other. Um, but uh, about halfway through college, I, I decided I didn't want to be a lawyer. And I decided to get into communications. I got a degree in broadcasting and film from Boston University. And my very first job, uh, full-time job out of college, was working at a local uh, programming uh, cable access station in Massachusetts. And while I was there, I uh, was training local citizens who were interested in having talk shows or running cameras and and we would have classes where we would train them and then we would go out and cover you know city council meetings and football games and parades and everything and um so in in you know in my background and we're going to be talking about this program the peak today that that's been in my heart for many many years and so happy uh, to be bringing it to you uh, starting next week as the executive producer and as the host um working with citizen journalists which is a, a huge part of this to not just have it be me on the air bringing you news but that the whole community of our region, if they are interested, can share their voice, can report. And so we can get a very well-rounded look through the, the voices, through, through the eyes of so many and bringing it to you. And of course, we'll let you, uh, uh, let you know later on in the program how to get involved. So why, why does the peak even need to exist? I honestly wish it didn't. Uh, I wish that these giant billion-dollar corporations that are supposed to be bringing us news and, and helping us process what's going on in our society, that they would do their jobs. But I, I think we just need to admit that, that for the most part, they're lying to us. And, and that might be by just the stories that they aren't willing to tell or the parts of the stories that they aren't willing to tell or how they highlight certain things um, and put it into a context that has to do not with helping us – live our lives in the best possible way and help our community, but to push some kind of agenda, it seems. And of course, uh, you know, will we ever know who it is and what it is? But um, here you do. Uh, the, the media is sometimes referred to as the fourth estate because it's supposed to keep the three official branches of government in check, as well as hold accountable those in positions of power in every sphere. And so we require truly a free press protected by our first constitutional amendment to ensure that the populace receives unbiased information with which to make personal life decisions of every kind. And we need journalists to be the independent watchdogs over our society so that all, so all of us remain accountable to our shared values and common good. But unfortunately, because of great economic powers and those with major you know, political agendas, we don't find that's going on. And, and it really was very surprising. I think all of you uh, understand that when Tucker Carlson back in April of 2023, what, you know, who had the best rated uh, conservative talk station on the air, was just fired. We've never even found out why. 
And uh, soon after that, Tucker gave this comment. He, he, he came out with a video and he said this. He said, at the most basic level, the news you consume is a lie, a lie of the stealthiest and most insidious kind. Facts have been withheld on purpose along with proportion and perspective. You are being manipulated. What's it like to work in a system like that? The best you can hope for in the news business at this point is the freedom to tell the fullest truth that you can. But there are always limits. And you know that if you bump up against those limits often enough, you will be fired for it. That's not a guess. It's guaranteed. Every person who works in English language media understands that. The rule of what you can't say defines everything. It's filthy, really, and utterly corrupting. You can't have a free society if people aren't allowed to say what they think is true. Speech is the fundamental prerequisite for democracy. That's why it's enshrined in the first of our constitutional amendments. Amazingly, there aren't many platforms left that allow free speech. Well, from someone who's been in the news business for 30 years and and took the brunt of of being canceled, um, that's an ominous statement. So obviously we as free citizens can't continue to be purposely lied to. We the people are supposed to own this country. And also the Pikes Peak region is both majorly Christian and majorly conservative. And so its news outlets should reflect that fact while at the same time fairly representing our entire community. Most Americans of every persuasion are feeling disenfranchised by the local news media. So what is the solution? Well, as George Washington said, truth will ultimately prevail when there are pains to bring it to light. And so we're taking pains to bring it to light because it's become painfully obvious that we need um, all of us need to actively practice our creator-given and First Amendment-protected free speech, and that we need integrity-based journalism to return everywhere in our country and around the world. So I think let's start here, where we live. So I want you to speak out, and maybe you are already, and I want you to get involved, and maybe you are already, and maybe you're talking to your neighbors. If you're not, talk to your neighbors. Get back into the conversation and exercise free speech. But citizen journalism is rising up around the world as people are saying we're not being served by this corporate media. And so maybe, you know, in the past it was writing letters to the editor. But as of late, social media and podcasting and blogging have become enormous. They are gigantic industries. But how much reach do they actually have when there's so much out there? It's great and it's wonderful. And I love that people can speak and other people who want that content can listen. But my way of thinking is generally go big or go home. That's how Haim rolls. And so, again, all my heart for many years was to bring an actual news program to this region. And we're doing it. I'm the executive producer and host. It's called The Peak. And we're launching this Monday on our sister station, The Answer, which is AM 1460 and FM 101.1, The Answer, which has wonderful national hosts on it and some local hosts on the weekends. But there's nobody hosting a weekday show across the whole week with local news until this Monday. And what we promise is real journalism. (laughs) That's our strategic advantage. It's sad to say that that's actually an advantage because the media should be doing its job. Um, But... As we've explained, there's a problem because, as Tucker said, at the most basic level, the news you consume is a lie, a lie of the stealthiest and most insidious kind. And amazingly, there's not much out there that allows it. But the peak will. And as Tucker concluded in his statement, free speech is the main right that you have. Without it, you have no others. And that is also true. So 
What are we doing? We are going to bring you news, truth, headlines, as well as feature reports, as well as interviews to cover the whole region. On Mondays, we're going to be doing business and culture. Tuesdays, government and politics, two different things. On Wednesdays, faith and family. Thursdays, media and education. And uh, and then we'll rinse and repeat and we'll bring people on and we'll talk about things and we'll keep it entertaining, too. Because in this world where the news is pretty hard, we want to we want to keep it light sometimes. But the big thing about it, other than you being a listener, a fan, telling other people about it, is we want you to be a citizen journalist. We want you to come on. So please go to thepeak.news at the end of this broadcast, thepeak.news, it is .news, and find out how to be a citizen journalist or tech or intern or an interview guest or a sponsor, because this isn't just local uh, 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 news taught by local journalists, but we need local businesses to support it. So please join our efforts to regain and retain our freedoms in our region and our state and our very republic through media accountability for such a time as this. And go to thepeak.news and tune in starting this Monday, January 15th on our sister station, AM 1460 and FM 101.1, The Answer, Mondays through Thursdays from 3 to 4 p.m. I'm Haim Goldman, The Watchman. You've been listening to Partners in the Gospel. Now let us get out there and boldly talk about things that we're passionate about. Write a book if that's your desire and help us in the Pike Peak region with the, with the peak. Be a truth teller for the kingdom for such a time as this. Shalom. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.